Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. The time is nigh. Game day. Eastern Conference Finals have landed upon us and they are just like we do each and every morning breaking boston the story of the day from your old pals fitzy and hart here across the weei odyssey and 2400 sports podcast networks is that for the third time in four seasons the boston celtics they have 17 championship banners will be taking on the miami heat who have three titles over the past 20 seasons they're an impressive squad no one even saw them making it this far. Few would argue that there's any hotter player, even Nikola Jokic withstanding, than Jimmy Butler heading into the playoffs. These two teams don't like each other. I don't like the Heat either. They're not afraid of one another. They've got a history. With all due respect to programs looking for topics on our radio station, yes, this is a rivalry, and it's about to get real tonight. And I'm expecting big numbers and thoroughly entertaining basketball, Andy. I'm not sure if you saw the numbers for the Celtics Sixers series, including the Mother's Day finale, but that was the most watched Eastern Conference semifinal game, and it did have that sweet spot of 3.30 when we were all together, beautiful day on ABC, using the ESPN platform as well. Eight and a half million viewers, 14.4 share. Big numbers. The, the playoffs overall are getting huge numbers. ESPN and ABC have the Western Conference Finals, and we'll get to what a thrilling opening that one turned out to actually have for the Nuggets winning over the Lakers. TNT has the Heat and the Celtics. How are we feeling, Andy? Just about 12 hours from the old Tipperino. Uh First of all, sarcastically, he said, wait, games can do good ratings when they're not at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. I thought TV networks have been telling me for decades that, oh, we have to put our biggest games late mm -hmm. at night so everybody can. No, no, no. They can actually draw good ratings when you put them on at other times because people want You know to what you can do? You know what this tells me? It, you know, Yesterday, you had a couple of get off my lawn moments on both Breaking Boston and Six Rings. Uh -oh. I'm going to I'm gonna get my boomer on right now. You know what you can do? Start the Super Bowl before 6.45 at night. We'll, yes, we'll that would be, be nice. I feel like yeah, people we'll watch. will watch. I feel like people will show up. They'll watch. They'll figure out the time to watch it. Uh, as for this series, I am very excited for this series. I think there are an absolute endless amount of storylines. However you want to break it down, whatever your sort of uh, focus as a fan is, whether it's the coaches, it's the stars, it's the role players and the benches, it's the annoying a-hole players like Smart and Kyle Lowry. Like there's a little bit of everything in this series. And then you add in <clears throat> sort of the rivalry aspect of it and the way these teams are built, even hell, like even the juxtaposition of cutaway to Pat Riley, like the godfather of the NBA, a guy who could be running a mob or a basketball team. And then <laughs> cut away to the Celtics godfather, who is Brad Stevens, who could be, I don't know, playing <laughs> running a door to door Bible service. Ball. Yeah, right. I like always, always called him assistant manager Brad from Staples. Like you literally have, yep. and it's awesome. Like God bless Pat Riley, like uh, uh, incredibly successful coach, incredibly successful GM and president of basketball operations, smooth operator, one of the great villains for Boston sports kind of all time, especially during the 1980s. And he's just matured into this even more handsome, even more like 
uh, nefarious looking silver fox who I wouldn't trust as far as I could throw you or him, and especially not anywhere with my bad back. He's a fascinating figure versus Brad Stevens, so soft spoken. So like it like he looks like a substitute teacher. He looks like the cool guy on a church 100%. retreat. And yet he has assembled in arguably one of the better Celtics rosters in over a decade. And I think he's better at this job than he was at coach. And he was a pretty damn good coach. And I boil this down to all those storylines. You know, we're going to get the Butler Tatum comparisons, how good they are, but they bring a different mentality, blah, 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 all those things. <clears throat> I think the biggest storyline and the, the thing that I would say here is Joe Missoula needs to pretend he's either a good referee or a good guard. And what do those guys have in common? You don't know they're there when they're doing their best job. And I think that's what Joe Missoula needs to be. Because the Bill Belichick likes to say it. Players win games, coaches mm -hmm. lose games. And I think the only way we talk about Joe Missoula in this series or in various games in this series is if he's screwing up, if he's doing things we don't like, if he's looking ill-prepared for the moment in the comparison to Eric Spolstra. And he answered the question yesterday in a way that, is somewhat honest and is somewhat naive that it's not Spolstra versus Missoula. It's Celtics versus mm -hmm. Heat. Yeah, you're right. But there's going to be a time where you need to make some decisions, and maybe it's right out the gates, the sticking with the, the double bigs lineup. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's going to be a timeout late in game one. I don't know. You will be in the spotlight and avoid falling on your face in the spotlight. Like, that's the key to me for this series is Missoula doesn't have to win the series, doesn't even have to win the battle in the comparison with a Hall of Fame coach in Eric Spolster who has a ring and has coached LeBron and way like everybody. He's been through it all. He's done more with less, less with more. He's been through. You don't have to play that game. Just don't fall on your face. You know that commercial in Boston? I don't even know what station it's on. It's for some financial firm that does like uh, estate planning. Mm -hmm. It's called their website is like, just don't lose the money. Just don't lose the series, Missoula. Just don't lose it. You don't have to win it, but don't lose uh, it. And all this time, I've been told that I can find my mass money. Now I'm supposed to not lose it as well? You can I can't. Okay, money. good. I can just, yeah, but just okay, don't, don't lose it. it as well. Got that. Misplace it, but don't lose See, it. See, to me, what happened, and I know there are people that believe that the NBA coach is becoming less and less and less an integral piece of the cog. Although, if the team underperforms now, as we've seen during these playoffs, Mike Budenholzer, Nick Nurse, now Glenn Doc Rivers, bye-bye if your team Bye. underwhelms because they're the ones who actually don't get it done on the floor or get overwhelmed by a team that has greater desire in their heart and greater uh, ambition in their eyes. You can't fire the players. Yeah, no, because I'm giving these guys, you know, $500 million. It's the coaches that are becoming the fall guys. Um, to me, we're sort of seeing, like, in the four major sports, maybe the least important, I don't know, might, maybe it's baseball manager, maybe it's NBA head coach, might be NBA head coach, and no greater proof of yep. that is the tail end of the, of, the, of the Eastern Conference semis where I'm not sure if it was Joe Missoula or Marcus Smart and a coalition of the players who decided what lineup they were going to go with, which ratcheted up the defensive presence and the uh, defensive prowess of the Celtics, which then applied pressure to the Philadelphia 76ers, which threw them off their game, which then allowed when the Celtics caught fire shooting, fourth quarter of game six, and pretty much the entirety of game seven, to dominate the series. That's the way it was supposed to look. That's the way this team has supposed to have looked all season long. That's the way the Celtics should be looking in these playoffs, and now they're going to have to continue to bring that. The thing is, they're now going up against a team that 
will have a better head coach because I think Eric Spolstra is carving out a Hall of Fame career for himself. He's one of the better head coaches. Still somehow one of the, I won't say least respected, but one of the more underappreciated head coaches in the NBA. This team right now, they're down their best shooter. Tyler Hero's out for the playoffs. He broke his hand in game one of the playoffs. And yet still, here these guys are having mm-hmm. gone through the Bucks 4-1, the Knickerbockers 4-2, uh, matching up with their old rivals, the Celtics. And the fun part is, before we get into, uh, you know, let's we'll go player by player, position by position, who's got the advantage. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday, so I'm going to pay off the cross-pod tease. ESPN Analytics, wherever this idiot department is in Bristol, Connecticut, gives the Miami Heat a 3% chance to win the series, which means basically the Celtics, who are going off at minus 500 for the series on the latest gambling line, and they're an eight-point favorite tonight, uh, are a 97% favorite to advance to the NBA Finals. Could you do me a favor, Andy, and see if you can run some quick numbers in that Commodore 64 of yours that you got on top of your rounded square shoulders and tell me how in the F Miami only has a 3% chance to win this series? Well, I actually ran my own analytics and there's a 0% chance that that analytical update is meaningful in any way. That's one of the dumbest things that I've ever put out there by. Now, it'd be one thing if that were put out there by some some kid trying to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Like, ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, puts that out there with really no evidence, no backing, no they, no they link here to info the graphic. They didn't give us anything. They didn't like. We didn't get to see right. someone standing in front of the screen. Oh, when you see the way the Celtics have been shooting and the data and the size mismatch, yep. whatever the so stupid. nothing, so stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen put out in recent sports media. And thankfully, it was roundly mocked. I'm not sure by anybody sides, saw it by or, both like, sides. Yeah, yeah. It's just stupid, and it's it's why the phrase analytics so annoys me. Like, you can say, well, analytics says do this. Okay, what analytics? What are you basing it on? What's the mm-hmm. formula? What's the mm-hmm. history? But in today's day and age, if you call it analytics, it's like, oh, that's gospel. That's gospel. That Computers and AI came up with that? Then guess we're already in the finals. Can't wait to see how we match up with whoever comes out of the West. It's just so... So disrespectful, too. Like, I I hate to be old school. We're talking about being old school and get off my lawn. But, like, can you imagine being a coach or a player and seeing that and being like, how, like, you can't be more disrespectful for both. Like, it's disrespectful to the Celtics, too. Like, just show up, roll the ball ball out there, and you're going to win. If you beat the Heat, there's no accomplishment. You didn't accomplish anything because you had a 97% chance of, it's like me going to the casino and losing money. Not an accomplishment. That's, That's how it works. Most people <laughs> leave losing money. Like, re, it, <laughs> it's a 60-40 proposition. So 60% of the time, the house wins the money. That There's a 20% yeah, difference. Yeah. That's how they fa- That's the, how they make that. That's the margin. That's how they build fancy That's casinos. how they build That's giant, how, ho- it's giant hotels. Exactly. So uh, That almost was so stupid, it didn't bother me in a way because it's that stupid. Like It's, mm-hmm. it's just like roll your eyes, move on. There's no credibility there because... I can't believe somebody would put that. I can't believe somebody at ESPN would say, yeah, yeah, that looks good. Roll with that. Go ahead. Hit send. Yeah. Well, that, do that, do they good. feel like they're so dominant at this point? Do they feel like they're so like that they're in a position where well, my guess is it's the opposite. My guess is they've cut so much mm-hmm. staff that a, a 19 year old college uh, intern mustered up that graphic and was like, yeah, we should send this out from the, the account. Yeah, this this will go. Well. Get us a, like, this hey, listen, it got some traction. We're talking about it just like so many other podcasts, broadcast outlets, sports radio stations, et cetera. Yep. But 
whatever credibility they not feel like they have. To get nah, no, I know I it's the old. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Like, no, that doesn't that doesn't always, always, that doesn't always hold up. No. Um, John Morant, how's his publicity going? He's getting a lot of publicity uh, right now. Is that good? Publicity? It's not great. It's uh, it's not great, it's not Bob. great Bob. It's not no, great, it's Bob. not great. Uh, all right, so we look at the series right now. Let's look to how the Celtics and the the Miami Heat. I almost said Sixers. Sorry, I held uh, going to say nope. uh, Heat does not start it, with an S, nor does it, Miami. It does not. Ah, uh, this is what two hours of sleep will do for you. Spolstra yeah, led and the, and the Spolstra, the super ambitious Heat. Oh boy, get some sleep, fella. All right, Celtics and Heat on the season four matchups. They split and went two to two. Don't forget there was that time where um, the Heat came to Boston and they did one of those, like, played them on Wednesday, Celtics won. They stayed in town, played them again on Friday, and the Heat won. Uh, I remember that uh, way back a couple months ago. Uh, on the season, Jimmy Butler averaged uh, 22 points per game. He is a 21-point-per-game playoff career average superstar, but now is averaging 31 points per game in these playoffs now we all know coming in celtics i think have better roster overall if you go starting lineup versus starting lineup celtics should have a better starting lineup as, overall as well the one player that concerns me, i know jimmy butler's going to do jimmy butler things he's going to get to the line so many times that it's going to be infuriating he's going to make a bunch of shots where he pulls up out of nowhere and then gets the end one and he's just going to be relentless and tenacious there's at least two 40 point games somewhere coming out of that guy the guy that concerns me, though, is Adebayo, and here's why. While the Celtics have benefited from playing the two bigs lineup, and now they are 33-10 and 10 on the season when they start Time Lord, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, uh, I, there's just nobody that has, if Adebayo is right, and he was really good against the Celtics this year. He had two games, one with 30 points and 15 rebounds, another with 28 points and seven boards. Uh, he can be a real problem because of his blend of size and athleticism. Now, he wasn't great against the Celtics uh, for some reason last year. I remember him not being nearly as dominant as he was in the bubble when he was just an absolute one-man wrecking crew in the Heat's six-game win. And, of course, uh, there was the famous block of Jason Tatum in Game 1, which set the tone in the bubble conference finals a couple years ago. I just wonder if he's going to be the key to the heat extending this series or having a chance because Al Horford's great and he's playing terrific defense and no one is a better two-way defender than time Lord. And no, no one we like watching make shots more than lob Williams when they toss it up and he jams at home, but there's no one between the two of them that has his size skill combination. And Horford hasn't been able to hit the side of the ocean with a freaking, yeah, or this postseason as well. So it, to me, he's like the one guy that I'm mostly concerned about. Who's your Miami Heat player you're most concerned about? The obvious one, Butler. I, I think Adebayo is one of the more infuriating players in basketball if I'm a Heat fan. I think he's so inconsistent. Mm -hmm. There's times where he looks like he should be a top 10 type mm -hmm. player, top 15 type player. And then there's other times where you're like, is he playing? Where did he go for those last couple games? Oh, he's back. Oh, big game. Oh, 28 points, 15, mm -hmm. re whatever. I, I would be infuriated by his inconsistencies. And, you know, we're talking about it with our own superstar, Jason Tatum, and his inconsistencies in the playoffs. Um, obviously, had a pretty consistent regular season for the most part. So, I, to me, it's Butler. Mm -hmm. I think he carries that team. And to, to a lesser degree is Lowry. I think Lowry's a player that can infuriate oh. the opposition. Like, he is – the I, I think the Marcus Smart, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, back and forth, tete-a-tete -tete is going to be fun in this the series. Theater. Um yeah, he, he, that that is a good series. But if you're telling me 
Why would the Celtics lose this series? I don't envision them losing because Bam Adebayo put together four great games. I can envision them losing the series because Jimmy Butler put together four straight 40-point efforts or something like that. Like, I just, I have so much respect for that guy and the way he handles himself in the postseason. And even in juxtaposition to um, what we've seen from Joel Embiid, bitching and whining about, I can't do it alone and I blah, blah, blah. And then you have the clip that's been making the rounds this week of Butler last year saying like, we had enough, we just didn't get it done, but we'll have enough next year. We're going to be in this spot and we're going to win this time. We're going to get the job done. I, I have so much respect for that guy and the way he's really managed his career. Like that weird time when he was on a different team all mm-hmm. the time and like getting kicked out of practices and clearly trying to find his maturity. Well, he has matured into a great postseason player so yeah i think if the celtics lose this series we'll be pointing to Jimmy. well we were talking though yesterday um on the breaking boston episode for tuesday may 16th about breakthroughs and how i believe that jason tatum has had yet another important career breakthrough not just breaking through to get to the nba finals last year but having the breakthrough moment where he becomes the star that you can depend on because of what happened sort of like his his breakthrough the evolution when he popped and went off in game six and then continued to go straight through game seven in the Eastern conference semis against the Sixers, they're going to need that guy the rest of the series as well. Uh, you, you just have to, because like the heat play great defense, the heat are fast, the heat are aggressive. You're a more physically gifted team. The Celtics, you know, like who wouldn't take, so you've got basically Gabe Vincent with Kyle Lowry behind him. They can, one can start over the other. Um, Max Strauss, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo. Sorry, that does not sound like an Eastern Conference Finals lineup, but here they are. Uh, Ver- yeah, it's a good team. They're they're better than the sum of their parts. Correct. And I would, I think part of that is Butler, mm-hmm. who is not always an elite player, but when the season's on the line, when the money's on mm-hmm. the line, he steps up his game, and that's the team they are. So one of the stats that jumped out to me, and I think would be a cautious cautionary tale for Celtics mm-hmm. fans, is. In clutch, NBA clutch time, last five minutes of a game with a five game five-point lead or less. This season, regular and post, the Heat are plus 76 in those situations. The Celtics are plus 46. So over the totality of the season, clutch points, the Heat are more clutch than the Boston Celtics. And I think that's... I think that's accurate. Like, the Celtics can win a blowout easy. I, I, it wouldn't stun me if they, they come out tonight and they blow the heat out by 15, 20 points. But I might take the heat in game if two it, if they, that happens. <laughs> yep. But it's also a situation where if the Celtics have that four to six point lead late, I'm not feeling good. Mm-mm. I'm not feeling good at all because they are clutch. They they have the better coach. They have the more clutch superstar. They have the grittier team, and they've proven over the course of the season that's their time, right? Like, that's not just Dame time. That's their time as well. So that would be my fear. I still and, – and that's – we've talked about it all year long. This podcast didn't exist all year long, but in various outlets we talked correct, about it correct. all year long. The Celtics' ability to close out games and to finish in those tight situations with the coach and how he's set this team up. Um, so that would fear me. I mean, that would be a, a fear to me. Wouldn't fear me. No, I, I, I don't know why it would fear no. me. I'm, I'm not clutch either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually come through in the clutch. I can barely pull this podcast together every morning at a quarter after six. Um, yeah, I, the, you know, you need Marcus smart really came on in the second half of the series against the Sixers as well. You're going to need that Marcus smart Kyle Lowry, as you pointed out, it's the intangibles. So Spolstra, I would say advantage to the heat with Spolstra over Joe Missoula, our wish for Joe Missoula in this series, just get out of the way, call a few key timeouts, 
but mostly don't be the reason why the Celtics drop the conference finals and get back to their second straight NBA finals. Marcus Smart, don't let Kyle Lowry be the thorn in your side that he can be because, man, that guy does not have the game that he used to have back in his heyday, but holy smokes, can he be a pain in the ass as well. Jalen Brown. So prediction. What's your prediction? I want minimal turnovers. I need dog from Jason Tatum. Maybe Horford can hit a couple threes. They're in it. I'm don't count. See, Celtics and six has become like what what everyone is yelling around town. I'm going to go. I'm going to be crazy about it. I'm going to go Celtics in five. Oh, oh, well, then I'll play the game. Celtics in four. Did you? No, wait, you don't believe that from you. I was just uh, playing yeah, the you game. Were. I was undercutting <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say Celtics in five, but you took uh-huh. Celtics in five. I don't want to say Celtics no, in six because that's yep. cliche. So I'll go Celtics in You're four. You're going to go. Andy goes for this. I'm saying he, just, he just came in Price is Right style. And under my bid, he bid $1 less going for the lower bid. Damn Quintessential right. heart, if ever as well. It's going to be a hell of a series, folks. We will be back each and every morning, maybe not on the weekends, but whenever there's a game on a weekday or a weekend which dovetails into a weekday, you know your old pals Fitzy and Hart will be here breaking Boston and breaking down the game for you as well. That's how we do starting your day as a Boston super fan with a fresh cup of takes, opinion, and analysis as to what's going on in the wide world of sports. For at Jumbo Hart and producer Cooper Leonard, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens at Fitzy GFY for Breaking Boston. Please give us a rating, a review, subscribe, share, follow, all that jazz. And, of course, let's go Celtics. We will talk to you tomorrow.